We'll pick up on the Aflamid Hayamid Bays towards the bottom. See, see, you guys don't get to see this. He wears a mask very often. You don't get to see. You don't look. You don't get to see him on the screen when he's holding his baby. He wears a mask. They have Corona in the house. So they don't want the baby to get it. <laughs> I got you covered, Yoni. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um. All right. When okay, Davlamid Hayamid Bays. Towards the bottom, the two dots, um, about, I don't know, 15 lines up. The last word on the line is Omar. The Mishnah, the Gemara is going on. The Mishnah says also Chazazis. So the Mishnah told us that if also Chazazis on Rove of the Esrog, if he gets these uh, blisters on the majority of the Esrog, so then it's possible. But the Mishnah says that if he gets these Chazazis, these blisters on the Miut, on the minority area of the Esrog, then it would be kosher. So the Gemara tells us, Zok the Gemara, Amr of Chista, of Chista says, Dabra Zeh, Rabbeinu HaGadol Amru, Rabbeinu HaGadol said, a wonder, Hamakam Yeh Be'ezran Hashem should support him, he said this amazing thing, that lo shanu, ela b'makam echad. When the Mishnah says that if also Chazazis on the rove of the Esrog makes the Esrog possible, that's only if it's all the makam echad. It's all concentrated in one area. It takes up most of the esrog, but it's one. It's concentrated. It's one section. It's in one cluster, I guess, so to speak. But if it's in two or three different places around the esrog, so these these uh, these chazazis, these blisters, are covering a majority of the esrog, but not all in one area. They're spread out in two or three different areas. Then kosher, then it would be kosher. So that's where Rabbeinu HaGadol, um, Rav, explained the Mishnah. But the Gemara said, Amar Le Rava, Rava said to him, hold on a second, Adar Rava, the opposite would make more sense. Because Vishnayim Ushlosh HaMekomos, when it's spread in two or three different areas, Havalei That's like a speckled esrog, Upasal, and that should be possible. That when they're spread out in two or three different areas... Second, there we go. And when it's spread out in two or, three, two or three different areas, that should be menomer. That's when it's a speckled esrog, and that's when it would be possible. So how can you, Rabbeinu Hagadol, say, or Rav Chista quote Rabbeinu Hagadol as saying that it's going to be possible only when it's in one area, but if it's in two or three areas, then it would be kosher. Adraba should be the opposite. It should be when it's spread out in two or three areas, it should be worse. Because then it's manumer, it's speckled, and that should be even even more possible. Not to be more, possible is possible. It should definitely be possible. So, Rather, when did he say his statement? He said it on the seifa. The seifa that said, then if it's on a mir of the esrog, then it would be kosher. And then and, and how did the statement go? Amar of Chista, Dov Razer, Rabbeinu Gadol, Amar of Chista says, Rabbeinu Gadol made the statement, Vamakim Ezra Hashem should support him. That lo shanu ela b'makom echad. That when the Mishnah says that when chazazis are on the miut, that it's kosher. That's only b'makom echad. When when the cluster, when the when the blisters are sort of they're in one cluster, so they're covering a miut of the esrog and they're concentrated in one area. Avo b'shnayim u'shlosh If these 
um, blisters, these chazazis, are spread in two or three different areas, even though it's only covering a miut of the esrog, still have like a manumer, it's considered manumer, it's considered speckled, upasal, and it's pasal. So he's explaining that when the Mishnah told us, again, the Mishnah says, if it's covered rov, majority, in Chazazis, it's puzzle. If it's covered a miyot, a minority, then it's kosher. And now Rav Chista brings Rabbeinu Agadala saying that even when we say that a miyot is kosher, that's only when the miyot is all in, in one area. But if there's a few different areas, two or three different areas that have these blisters, even though altogether it's still only a miyot, it's still only a minority, but since it's spread in two or three different areas, it's manumer, it's speckled, and it's possible anyway. Yeah? Rove is possible no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if it's only in one area, it's still rove. So it's going to be possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's only when it's a miot, so we said miot would be okay, but even that, a miot is only okay if it's only in one area. If it's in multiple areas, it's not okay anymore. Then Amar Rava Rava throws in another statement over here, Val Chotmo, and if these blisters are on the Chotem, which is the area of the Esrog where it starts to get narrow towards the top, where it starts to get uh, narrow closer to the Pitum, Vafilu B'mashahu, then even a Mashahu of a Chazazis, even forget that it's a Mir, it's a tiny little section, a tiny little Chazazis, Nami Pasu would already Pasu the Esrog. As we know, when we look at an esrog, people always look at the top area. They pay more attention to that. This is why. I mean, Rashi tells us, I mean, it's kind of circular. The why is it? Because that's the area that people look at more carefully. When, when you're holding your esrog, you're seeing your esrog, you see the top of it. So that's why we're more more particular, so to speak, or more sensitive. Um, if there's a chazazis in that area called the chotem, um, then it will pass it even a mashuhu of a chazazis. So again, this is qualifying when we said even though Chazazis Anumiyot is still kosher, that's only, now we just qualified that and said, that's only when these Chazazis are not on the Chotem. So if blister is covering the lower area of the Esrog, not the Chotem, that would be okay as long as it's Anumiyot and as long as it's only in one area. Yeah? That would be a problem with Hadar. The fact that your eyes hit the top of the estrog, if there's a blister there, it would be lacking in hudder. Well, that maybe on the <clears> bottom <throat> where you won't see it, it wouldn't be a hudder. Oh, okay. I mean, but this whole thing is hudder. All the chazal, this, this whole conversation is about hudder. I'm saying he's pointing out that on the top specifically, because that's where he said near Leinayim. That's where people know. That's where well, people notice it. Even a little. Right, yeah, because that, that's where you see it. But you look more at the top, so any little masha on the top was more going right. to, yeah, yeah, will be more of an issue. Whereas on the bottom, no one sees it, no, whatever, so we don't mind. Okay. 
<clears throat> so that's where we got to last night. We'll go a little weiter. Zoktigwara said the next line of the Mishnah said, The Mishnah told us if the pitum is removed, so then it would be possible. Tana Rabbi Yitzchak ben Elazar. Rabbi Yitzchak ben Elazar taught in a brisa. Unatla, or maybe it was in a Mishnah, maybe he had a different lashon of the Mishnah. Um, he had natla buchnaso. If the buchnaso is taken off, taken off. What's a buchna? So a buchna is a pestle, like a mortar and pestle, which we don't really use, at least I don't really use, to grind spices. But, you know, the, the pharmacy symbol is the like the bowl with that stick. It's called a pestle. So that's a, you use it to grind herbs or to grind spices. So basically it's like a stick with a ball on the end. Um, you know, that's a mortar and, and pestle. The mortar is, is the bowl, so to speak, and then the pestle is the thing that you use on top to, like, grind it up. Um... So that's what the word he used to describe the pitum, because the pitum has that shape. The pitum is like a little stick, and then on top there's the bowl, which, by the way, so the official name for those, there's the, the dad, is like the actual uh, little stick that's sticking up towards the pit, of, of the pitum, and then the top, they're kind of like a mushroom piece, right? The, like the umbrella piece is called the shoshanta, the crown. So the shoshanta is the, the crown, so to speak. The dad is that little stick in the middle. So that whole thing, he calls a buchnasso, he calls a pestle, because it's shaped like a pestle. What Reb what Yitzhak ben Elazar is pointing out is that when the Mishnah tells us that Natlaf Itmaso pestles the esrog, he's specifically saying that if just the shoshanta, meaning just that like uh, umbrella piece, the, the top, uh, the crown, the shoshanta, that, that rounded piece on top, if that falls off, he doesn't have a problem with it. He says that would not pestle the esrog. Says so specifically, it's possible only if not lebuchnaso, if the whole uh, pestle piece, meaning the stick also, the stick with the shoshanta comes off. If the shoshanta itself comes off, Rabbi Yitzchak would not have a problem with that. He says that the the soul will specifically be if that whole piece came off. That's buchnaso. Um, you'll see Rashi has different whatever. There's different shots, but that's pretty much how how, how we go. Um, of what he means. Um, Niklaf. Then the Mishnah told us Niklaf, if the if the esrog is peeled. So Mishnah said that's no good. Amar Rava. Rava says, Hi esroga, this esrog, the iglid, that it is peeled. Iglid is another Lushan for peeled, but a very, very, very thin layer of the peel. Meaning just that very outer, like, glossy finish is what's taken off, meaning the rind is still there. I don't know the technical terms for the different layers of the, you know, the peel and the rind and whatever, but iglid means just kind of that glossy, almost like a film um, that's on the very, very outer edge of the peel. That's what's taken off. That's what's been peeled. So, highest rogue, this S rogue, the iglid, that it has that just a very thin outer layer has been peeled off. Ahina sumka, that it's like a red ahina. Ahina is a, um, a a date, I think. I meant to write it down. Um, yeah, a red date. A sumka, sumka is red. Sumka is red. Ahina is a lashon of a date. So, kshere um, kosher. So, what's going on here? What's kosher? So, you have an esrog. If you peel off that very thin outer layer, you'll end up. Apparently, I never tried this. You could do an experiment. Apparently, it'll turn red. If you take off that very the outer um, 
outer peel, just for lack of a better word, but the very th- only the very little layer, very thin layer, you'll, it'll end up turning red. So, and he says like a date, like a red date. So if you peeled off that, um, that outer shell, that very outer peel, and now it's red like a red date, we, that would be kosher. Okay, so it's interesting because the Mishnah told us that if it's peeled, it's possible. They weren't about to say, what do you mean? Our Mishnah says that if the esrog is peeled, it's possible. So how, what are you, Rava, telling us that if the esrog is peeled a little bit and now is red because you peeled off the outer layer, it's kosher. The Mishnah tells us that if it's peeled, it's possible. So which one is it? So the Gemara says, look, kosher. No, no, it's not a problem because... One is talking about when the entire peel all the way around was peeled off, and the other one is talking about where only part of it was peeled off, but part of it was not peeled off. So let's look in Rashi first, and then I'll give a little bit of an explanation after that. But Rashi in the top of the Amud, very quick, Rashi says, Bekula is kosher, Bemiktsasa is posel, Demenumerhu. Okay, so let's understand Rashi, and then I'll confuse you after that. But let's start with Rashi. So Rashi says, Habikula is kosher. When the entire thing is peeled all around, so that's when it's kosher, because at least everything looks nice and neat. It's been completely peeled, so at least it's even. It turned red, like Rava said. It turned red like a red date. But it's a nice, clean, you know, singular kind of look. Whereas, Bimiktsasa, if only part of it is peeled off, so Rashi tells us it's possible because it's speckled. You have an area that's peeled, an area that's not peeled. You have it's red over here, it's not red over there. You have this kind of uneven esrog that's partially peeled, partially not peeled. So that's going to be an issue of, of menumer. It's not hother. And by the way, I should just add, I didn't say this a minute ago, peeled, we're, we're talking about when you only peeled off that very, very thin layer, so you don't even have an issue of chaser. You're not missing anything. It's not considered chaser, because there's nothing really missing from the esrog. It's just this very outer layer. Again, it could be ayin or whatever, but that's what it means. Chaser is not an issue here. The issue here is hader. So that's why, if you, let's learn Rashi again. So if you peeled off the entire thing, so it's very, it's evenly peeled, and therefore it's completely peeled, so it's evenly redden, it's evenly red, so then it's kosher, because it's still very nice. There's nothing kosher, you're not missing anything, because the din of kosher does not apply um, by this very thin layer, and, um, and it looks very nice. Whereas, if you took off some of the peel, but some of the peel is still there, so then now it looks uneven, it's minumer, you have speckled, you have peeled, not peeled, on and off, this way and that way. So that's why, that's possible, it's not hotter. Okay? <clears throat> that's Rashi. Um, I'm just going to mention to us, which I almost never do, um, because we'll see in the Gemara, not tonight, but in the next Gemara, we're going to bring in um, some parallels with trephos, with animals. And we're going to, without getting too involved, but Tosos is going to say, based on that analogy, it doesn't make sense that Habikula and Habimiktsasa is kosher, but rather he's going to flip it around. That Bikula, when it's entirely peeled off, that's when it's possible. And if it's, and if it's only partially peeled, it could still be kosher, because he brings an analogy from Trefas that you have by Trefa. You could have an animal that if, if it's only been, if it's been fully skinned, it's a trefa. That's the din. An animal that's been totally skinned is a trefa. An animal that's only partially skinned might not be a trefa, as long as there is skin still left intact in certain strategic areas, basically, that the animal could really stay alive, it's not a trefa. 
So using that analogy, which again, we'll see because we'll see the next Gemara, is going to bring an analogy from Trefas to Esrogim. So based on the fact that we're going to have that analogy coming up in a few more lines, Tosla says you have to learn the Gemara the opposite. That when Habikula, when it's entirely peeled, so that's like a trefa, and therefore that would be possible. Whereas Habimiktsasa, if it's only partially peeled, so then the analogy from Trefas would tell us that a partially skinned animal is not a trefa, therefore a partially peeled esrog is not possible. Okay, so again, so Tosfa switches around. I don't mean to confuse you, and I'm sorry. Again, Rashi tells very simple, Bikula is kosher, Miktosa is possible. Go with Rashi 100%. No one can tell you that you're wrong. But I'm just going to say, it's important to know, that at least in the back of your mind, without confusing yourself, Tosfa slips it around based on the Gemara we're going to see in the next couple of days.